Let's talk about relationship, shall we? <laughs> that is a, it's a pretty vast topic and it actually really doesn't matter if you're single, dating, in a relationship, in a long-term relationship, because we are constantly working through our stuff and learning about ourselves in relationship to relationship. And like I said, it doesn't matter if you're on your own or if you're in a relationship. I mean, actually, I say that, I quite often say to clients that are single, you know, do the work now as much as you can, because when you're in relationship, that's when it really comes up, right? So relationship has the incredible ability to trigger the crap out of us, but it also has an amazing capacity to heal us because everything, well, let's say that what we experience as any kind of wounding or hurt or uh, longing or whatever, our relationship to relationship and often to ourselves has been, let's, I don't want to say defined, but influenced by our relationship with our parents and to those people that played a significant role in our lives as we were growing up. So relationship is rich <laughs> with um, content, let's say. So let's dive in. This is Corinne Bloom, and you're listening to Raw Conversations. This is such a major topic that I'm wondering where to even begin, because I don't script anything. We just, you know, dive in. <laughs> Me and you together. Um, yeah, it's. I've been really thinking about it a lot, because I, I, you know, I like to reflect over my life and the various phases of my life, and... I, I've always looked, I've always been really interested in relationship, which I guess is why I focus on it in my, in my coaching practice. And it's not just a romantic relationship, but primarily it comes down to what is our relationship with ourself, because, you know, how we relate to ourselves, ourselves is, is how we essentially will relate to other people or, you know, how we say the degree to which you judge yourself or judge others, sorry, is is the degree to which you're actually judging yourself. So as within, so without, right? So it's so important to go in this, you know, inner journey of getting to know ourselves because the more we understand ourselves, who we are, how we feel, what scares us, what triggers us, where does our wound lie or wounds lie? Um, how do we feel about love? What is our uh, attachment style like? You know, there's so many things that we can kind of look at and understand the blueprint of who we are. And then relationship is just this incredible container for, my God, sometimes so much pain and equally, on the other side of the spectrum, so much bliss. And, you know, we are relational beings and creatures. So most of us, not everyone, but most humans on this planet want to be in relationship. And, you know, there are times where it's really wonderful to be on our own. And there is so much learning that comes through that. And then there are moments where we want to be in relationship. And, you know, if, if people want family, children, all of these things, that's a whole other level. But we tend to, at one point of, you know, in life or another, we want to be in relationship. And what's so fascinating is that there's, I, I always look at 
both sides of the coin, right? And there is a suffering that arises for people that are single, that are really wanting to be in relationship and feel really pained by being alone or not finding the one. And I think we're living in a world where in some ways it's becoming harder for various reasons. I'll speak to that. I'll try to remember to speak to that in a little bit. But then I also see that there's a suffering for people that are in relationship because you can get into cycles and patterns of arguments and, you know, the same stuff comes up that just doesn't seem to want to get resolved. And, and so there's, there's light and shadow to both, right? Um, and it's really easier to look at the grass is greener on the other side of the fence and, Really, again, this boils down to what is our relationship, not only with ourselves, but what is our relationship to others and love itself. And that can, you know, reflect our self-worth and it can poke up against our, our wounding and whatever our beliefs are of whether we feel alone or rejected or abandoned or not good enough. I mean, it's complex, hey? It's really complex. And at the end of the day, we're like, I just want to love and be loved. Isn't that it? You know, we want to we want to enjoy partnership, companionship, feeling like we're in a team and in a unit and to create a life together. And so, oh God, there's so many different angles, you know, which I could come in from. And I'm, I'm going to try and tap into what it's like you know, as a single person and what it's like as a, you know, if you're in a couple, right? So that everyone listening hopefully can be included. So firstly, I think we have to look at what is our desire for relationship. And there are different levels of that, right? So let's let's start from the higher level. And higher, I don't mean superior versus inferior. Uh, Maybe look at it more from macro versus micro or expansive versus, you know, more focused in wide lens, you could say wide lens versus focused lens. The the greater desire, I believe, you know, and if we want to look at it from a spiritual connection uh, perspective is, is connection. Connection and this feeling of love really represents the essence of who we are and it represents that feeling of unity and oneness it is like the ultimate um I don't know ability to to merge and meld not I don't mean in a way that we lose ourselves but really in this kind of communion where we just recognize that we are one being there's such an amazing experience of oneness that can happen through love. And it's not just romantic love, right? You can feel it with your child. Um, You can feel it in moments where you might actually be sitting in nature watching a sunset and you just feel this extraordinary feeling of love that just engulfs you. And it feels so beautiful and expansive. You can feel it in meditation, especially if you've ever done Um, let's say like a week long silent meditation retreat at the end, you are just buzzing in that state of unconditional love. It's remarkable. And especially if you do any kind of meta practices of loving kindness, you can tap into that and access that energy and essence that I believe is the essence of who we are. When we come into union with someone, 
into connection, it reminds us of who we truly are. It reminds us of that oneness. It reminds us of that pure essence of love. And who doesn't want that? That's like the sweet nectar, right? And that's home in a way. That's why we often say, oh, he or she feels like home to me, right? So that's beautiful. And I think there's a, um, a deep longing for that because it's natural to want to be in that state of love and connectivity and union. Now, on, an, on another level, let's bring it down to a more human level. We want love because it's a form of attachment as well, right? So when a baby is born, there is that natural oneness, unity, love, unconditional love that the child experiences first and foremost with the mother, because the mother has been carrying the baby and there's a real strong bond, but obviously, of course, with the father as well. You know, these two beings that created this life, there is going to be a natural innate love and attachment with these beings. Then there's a more human attachment because of we are completely reliant on our caretakers, right? And how they show up with us does have an influence and defines whether we feel securely attached or anxiously attached or avoidantly attached. Um, and so relationship can reflect and play out these um, this need to be attached to another human being. So I have a little bit of... Um, conflict around the the this vocabulary because when I was taking my brain spotting training when I was doing the brain spotting training um we were talking about this and Mark Grixty was saying you know it was coined it was called attachment theory because uh, I forget the 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 person who came up with attachment theory but he actually wanted to call it love <laughs> not attachment, but love. And they were like, oh, that's a little bit too hippy-dippy, which is just like, oh God, so indicative of our culture, right? But really it is our relationship to love. But, you know, we call it attachment theory, but it's like, how do we love? How did we experience love? Did we get love? Was it present? Was it available? Or was it, you know, uncertain and unstable? Was it abusive? Was it one moment's here, one moment's not there? Were we rejected? Were we abandoned? Were we neglected? You know, I mean, it's all all ends of the spectrum, right? All shades of the rainbow can be included in that conversation. And really it is, what is our relationship to love? So sometimes we want to be in relationship because we don't want to be by ourselves. We're too scared to be by ourselves. Sometimes we want to be in relationship because we feel more worthy if we're giving and loving someone. I mean, there, you know, if you go into the Enneagram, that's an interesting perspective of, you know, how we approach relationship as well, because every personality type has a slightly different angle. So there's, there, my point is, I can't cover this all in one podcast, but my point is, is that there are many different reasons for why we want to go into relationship. And I think when we are doing this, if you are on a path where you're wanting to do the inner work and whether you're spiritual or not, and you know, that, that can have a large connotation as well, vast definition of what that actually means to you. But if you're curious about your inner world, if you're curious about the, the workings of who you are and the language of your emotions and your needs and, you know, this whole journey that you've been on, 
getting to know yourself in relationship to relationship is really important because again, like I said in the beginning, it's the source of your trauma and it's also the thing that will offer you great healing. And, and the healing I think happens both on our, on our own with ourselves and in relationship. And as I said, the more that you can really understand what are the things that, um, you long for in relationship, but really what are the things that scare you? Because we can want something and be terrified of it simultaneously. And I have to say that it's not just about getting a relationship, right? There's a lot of single people that feel deeply frustrated that they're not in relationship and kind of this, you know, I get the pain and the loneliness that can come with that. And Oh, it can bring up so much stuff. And, but then there's this idealization of, oh, and when I'm in the relationship, I'll be happy. Let me tell you, lots of stuff comes up when we're in relationship. And there can also equally be a lot of loneliness in relationship. I've certainly had that experience. And again, it, it's always pointing to what within me still needs healing. You know, what in me still needs my loving attention So relationship isn't the end all. Actually, a lot can arise within relationship because then we're really in the context of where we originally got wounded, right? Where we originally um, experienced the trauma, whether it's with a big T or small T, as Gabor Mate would say. So coming back to what is my relationship to relationship? What scares me is going to be a very, very important um, inquiry to go down, like that path is a really important one because let me tell you, when you're in the relationship, that's when your fears are really going to come up. It's not just when you're single, but you're going to get triggered in relationship. That's when it comes up because also you have the vulnerability, you have the attachment that comes in, you have the closeness that comes in and that, that can mirror and reflect your memories of how close or not close you were with your parents or your caretakers when you were a child. So like I said, it's rich with content relationship. There is so much that can be talked about and seen. So I was thinking this morning, you know, again, it really depends on where you are in your journey. But what I was thinking is what blocks us? Like if we all want to be loved, but what is it that keeps us from fully, from allowing ourselves to be fully loved by someone else? Because I've seen it and I've experienced it myself. I've been there myself where we can go, well, of course we want to be loved. Like, duh, that's a no brainer, right? And we can want that, you know, if we're single, we can want that, we can yearn for that. And if we're in a couple, we can actually want more of it from our partner. Like I want to be loved more by them. I want to have more affection or I want to have more transparency or if I want more, more of something, right? Like we're trying to have that kind of merging feeling or like you just get me and you know me. And, um, I don't even have to say anything and you, and you know, right. That's the fantasy, right? Like you'll just know me so well that I don't even have to say anything. And it's like, you can guess what I'm thinking and feeling and, and, uh, you know, fulfill that need for me. And, you know, that's where a lot of conflict can arise in relationship because we can't always know and we can't always provide, you know, or fulfill that need. So it's coming into relationship whole knowing that the the other is not going to fill the void 
And of course, when we're in relationship, we can receive support and the enhancement, right? The enhancement of love. Um, and some, for some, you know, there's a sense of, I know when I'm in relationship, a healthy relationship, let's put it that way, that it, that it really, um, I flourish. I really flourish. Um, because there's a wonderful experience of giving and receiving love, you know, and you get to really expand into that. And so there's kind of, I say like who you are and your wholeness, it's like exponentiates that it expands on that. If you're coming from a place of wholeness. And when I say wholeness, it doesn't mean perfection. It doesn't mean you have all your shit together. It doesn't mean that you believe that you're, you know, totally good enough and worthy in every single moment and second of your life. It means wholeness means you have embraced and integrated all parts of who you are, all parts, including, and most especially your shadow. We can't go in going, oh, I can only go into relationship when I'm perfect. Or, you know, a lot of people go into relationship and they're constantly afraid of like, when is the, the you know, the, the jig's going to be up when they really truly discover who I am, who I actually am, you know, behind the, the, the very uh, impressive and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the facade that we put out that like, you know, we're really good at acting behind or within so we want to go into relationship authentically, right? We don't have to be perfect. We want to go into relationship authentically with enough of an understanding of who we are and what happens to us in relationship. You know, what happens when we get triggered? What happens when we get scared? What happens when you know, our attachment style comes out to, to play, so to speak, you know, and, and looking at all of this with compassion and kindness and patience and awareness, awareness is really the key. That's what's going to make relationships healthy and, and last longer. If there's the awareness, then there's always an opportunity to grow and evolve and make different choices and to communicate with each other and to heal and, you know, it, it makes the whole processing of all of our shit that will come up. It just will. There's more opportunity and possibility to do something with that and to heal and evolve. So then we're not just repeating the same cycles. And again, that, that pertains to if you're single dating or in a short or long-term relationship, because even when we're single, the way that we perceive relationship or dating or our beliefs that we have when we're on our own that, you know, that gets carried into relationship. And, but when we're on our own, there really is, there's no distraction, right? You're, you're facing it. But when we're in couple, when we're in a relationship, you also can't run away from it because your, your partner is probably going to reflect that back to you, or at the very least trigger it within you, whether it's conscious or not. So what blocks us, you know, what blocks us tends to be our what we're afraid of and what we're afraid of reflects where we're hurt. So I, I was thinking, I'm going back to what I said earlier. I was thinking about it this morning. I was just thinking about my relationship to men. If I look over my life and my childhood and I was recognizing that I sometimes have this pattern in relationship 
where I had to ask myself, do I allow myself to fully be loved by my man? Like, do I allow myself to fully accept that? And what was coming up for me is there's like this, this little part that's like, mm, but, I, but there are times where it's like I hold on to a little bit of anger, a little bit of anger. And it's like really humbling, right? Like doing this work and being human, being in relationship is fucking humbling because you have to really like put your ego a bit to the side and all of your protective and coping mechanisms and really just be bloody honest with yourself. And that's a beautiful thing because that deepens your relationship to yourself. And it also gives you the opportunity to deepen your relationship with your partner if you're um, able to feel safe enough to be deeply vulnerable with each other. And it can be, that's where the healing comes in, right? The healing isn't being strong and tough. The healing comes in when we can be vulnerable enough to show our wounds and to be with our wounds and to work through them essentially. So I was looking at what is this little bit of anger that I'm holding on to, you know, and is it the anger that I still have towards my father whom, you know, we left when I was three and a half, but whom wasn't really present even when, you know, he was in my life, he wasn't really present. He was narcissistic. He was all over the place. He was a mess. You know, he, he was a thief and he was, you know, I have memories of, I think I've shared this before, memories of being in the car with like police cars chasing behind and, you know, often being like two and a half, three years old going, Aren't, isn't he meant to be the adult here? You know, so there could be this underlying anger that men are disappointing. Or that they'll somehow inevitably at some point or another fuck me over or abandon me or, or reject me or just not show up and be totally disappointing. And this is something that it's not just like, a oh, you know, I'm in my early 40s and this is all of a sudden being revealed. No, I've been looking at this for like the last two decades, I would say, of my life. And, and the thing about being a human... Um, I have to share what a friend of mine said. She's like, I just want to be a pepper, one layer, one skin. I don't want to be, and I don't want to do any more of this onion shit where it's just layer after layer after layer. But we are an onion. You know, there are just layers. There are so many layers that we sift through. And I always think about what a friend said to me. It's like, wow, why is it? It's so easy for the human to be wounded. Like it can happen so quick and yet it can take so long to, to unravel and to heal. And the thing is, I actually think that we have the capacity to heal very quickly. The problem is that we don't do it right away. So what we do, like when an animal goes through trauma, they, once they're safe, they shake, they shake it off, right? They don't want to hold it in their body. They shake it off. Humans don't do that. We hold we freeze. And so we, we store things in our cellular body, emotional body, in our brain, which is why brain spotting, which is this new modality that I'm offering in my practice is really interesting because it goes into the deep brain. It goes into where the, the trauma occurred and it allows what didn't get processed then to process now, to finally be processed and healed and released. So yeah, we have to work through all of these layers because we've been piling layer upon layer over our lives. So, you know, whatever happened in our childhood and then maybe with our peer group and then the first relationship and the second relationship and the third, you know, so, so on and so forth, we add another layer and we add another layer. And so then when we finally come to doing some kind of therapy, 
or self-development work, inner work, we have to go back and we have to sift through all of those layers. And it doesn't have to be long and arduous, but there are many layers, right? So we have to have the patience to go, you know, through them all and to eventually get to the core wound. And as I've shared in the past, like to pull the thorn out so that it's no longer bleeding because the reason why we get triggered is because the wound is still bleeding and we scratch upon it and it bleeds a little bit more and then we kind of put a Band-Aid on it and then, you know, something comes up and it scratches it again and it bleeds again. So it's really getting to the point where, yes, you'll have a scar, you won't forget it, but, but to stop it from bleeding. And this is where the awareness comes in and that's really important because we don't want to just repeat the same cycle. We don't want to you know, many people get stuck in the same patterns of relationship where it lasts for a certain amount of time and then they break up all of those around that month mark or that year mark, or they get into the same kind of dynamics with, you know, different, same dynamic, different person, or they've been single for a really long time. And when I work with someone, it's looking at the layers. What are the layers and moving through each layer to really get to the core and understand where, where are you hurting? Because wherever you're hurting, that's where you're going to be scared. And when you're scared, when we're scared as humans, what do we do? We protect ourselves and we create blocks, you know? So if there's still a part of me that has even, even in the smallest little, like finest layers of the onion, where I'm like, yeah, men kind of, I get angry. I get angry because, you know, they're disappointing or in some way they won't show up in the way that I would like or that I needed. And is that a story from my father or is that story, you know, my story from the various father figures I had in my life or, you know, I was very fortunate to have really healthy relationships in my 20s. So I had a, a very good example of what really good, solid, honest men with integrity, what that's like. You know, I feel really fortunate about that. There's some women that have not had that experience. And this also goes, sorry, I'm, I'm speaking from a woman's perspective because I'm a woman, but you know, for men that are listening, I'm sure you're, you've had your version of that with women. Um, so it's not, it's not just one-sided, right? We, we all have our relationship to our father or to our mother. Um, and even, you know, looking at the relationship to, to both, no matter what sex you are, is really important, right? Because there's going to be different wounds that we have with our mother than we have with our father. And it's really looking at both, you know, kind of psychology 101 goes like, well, if you're female and heterosexual, then look to your relationship with your father. And, you know, if you're male heterosexual, look to the relationship with your mother. But, it, but it, it's actually both. Both are really important. Both are going to bring up different aspects of wounding and healing, as I said. So, so moving through the layers and looking at what are the blocks, you know, so being really honest with myself of like, okay, how can I let go of that part that's still a little bit angry, that still feels a little bit disappointed? And how am I allowing that to get in the way from really fully, fully being loved by my man? you know, or by your woman. These are questions that we have to sit down with ourselves in, in silence, in stillness, or as you journal, or as you meditate, or as you paint and, or move, dance, and really be honest with ourselves. In what ways am I blocking, even ever so slightly, 
You know, in what ways am I still putting up a, a, an invisible defense wall? In what ways am I still scared? In what ways am I still hurting? You know, and, and don't feel like you have to come up with a solution or an answer right away. Because really, in its simplest form, the answer is love. It just means that part of you needs love. To be in, in your presence with love. And to eventually be in the presence of your partner with love. Right? That, it's really simple. As I've said so many times, the, the, most, the simplest things are the most profound. It doesn't need to be complicated. But, but asking yourself whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship but not feeling deeply fulfilled by it, this isn't about self, you know, you're not berating yourself here. It's not, a, there's no judgment in this. But asking yourself honestly, in what ways am I blocking love from entering? How am I not receiving fully the love that is there for me? And if you're in a partnership, you can ask each other, what are you scared of? What makes you feel deeply vulnerable? How do you protect yourself? What do you need when you feel scared? What do you need when you feel triggered? How can I support you? So you're, both, you're, doing, you're taking self-responsibility and you're doing the inner work, but if you're in a couple, you're also, you have the opportunity to help each other, not to fix each other right? This, there's no savior. There's no hero or heroine. You're here to support each other, but you're still your own. Like I always love the image of two trees. Your roots are interconnected. You're, you're absolutely connected uh, in a partnership, but you have your own tree trunk. You are your own sovereign being and you have to take care of your core, but there's absolutely support whether that's from your partner or, you know, your support, your external support system of friends and family and community or, you know, people like me, should you need that? So start the conversation, basically. You start the conversation with yourself and you start the conversation with your partner. I can't tell you how many couples I have worked with where couples, you believe that you're being honest with each other and you're not. You're not going into all of the deeper aspects of yourselves of what you think about when you lie in bed at night. You know, a lot of couples don't share that stuff. They don't share the deeply vulnerable, you know, sensitive, tender parts. Even if you've been together for 20 years, you'd be so amazed and surprised what can come up in a session where you're like, wow, never knew that about you right? And yet the irony is we think that we're so good at hiding and yet we are so transparent because even if it's not talked about, things can be felt. We do have intuitive senses. We do have six senses. We're just not so connected to them anymore. We're not so aware of them anymore. We need to learn to remember to flex those muscles again. So there's no answer in this podcast, but the invitation is to begin to have the conversation with yourself of what is your relationship to relationship? What do you long to experience? What scares you? What blocks you? Again, whether you're single or in a partnership, having the real honest conversation with yourself and your partner, if you have one, about what, what love means to you, what relationship means to you, and just being curious enough to dive in and, you know, recognize if you can be humble, if you can be vulnerable, if you can be inquisitive to just 
you know, this is a process of getting to know yourself. And if you're in partnership to get to know your partner on a deeper level as well, and really stripping back the layers of the onion and getting to the core and just being in the isness and the, the humanness of, of, you know, our relationship to love. And it, and it can be so beautiful and so tender. So please go in gently, you know, go in kindly, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a very real and raw place. If we can go into that and just be so honest and really have a open hearted heart to heart conversation, whether that's with yourself or with your partner. So I'll leave it at that. As always, take what feels right, leave behind what doesn't. If anything triggers you, take that as a, you know, an invitation to contemplate that on a deeper level with yourself and uh, as always, loving you from afar. You've been listening to Raw Conversations with Corinne Bloom. Thanks so much for showing up, listening in and being a part of the conversation with me. 